0: You're listening to the Law Firms of the Future, presented by Zero. My name is Bernie Toledano, and I'm the head of marketing at Zero and the host of this podcast. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello everyone, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Law Firms of the Future. I'm thrilled to welcome Colin Levy to today's show. Colin is a forward-thinking innovator and prolific thought leader in the legal industry. He's worked for a number of different companies, including a legal startup and several multinational corporations. His career has been focused on practicing where business, technology, and the law meet. You can follow Colin on LinkedIn and on Twitter at CLevy underscore law. I also highly recommend that you check out his website, colinslevy.com. So welcome to the show, Colin.
1: Thank you, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: Great to have you here. Uh, So I'd love to hear uh, a bit more about your background and how you became involved in the world of legal innovation.
1: Sure. So I kind of came about it, um, I guess, in somewhat of a um, circuitous manner. Uh, I started writing um, just simply about my experience as an in-house attorney um, and wanted to kind of share some lessons I learned and what i thought it meant to work in-house and then i started learning a bit more about how how technology was playing a bigger and bigger role in how people um, provided legal services and how technology could help um, people access legal services and how innovation was being deployed in a variety of ways within the legal field Um, and i learned about this through speaking with folks who were actually doing this type of work Uh, And I started writing about what I was learning from those conversations and also started posting interviews of folks that I was um, interested in uh, speaking with. And that generally kind of developed into this real passion that I've had now have and have developed for legal technology and legal innovation. um, And how I see both really playing a vital role in uh, making the legal profession more uh, client-focused more forward-thinking and more accessible to those who um, need the help of the legal system.
0: Yeah, so there's a lot to unpack in what you've just said, so I think what I'd like to start with is going back to uh, your experience working in-house and uh, what you've really seen from the law firms that you've worked with and some of the most common mistakes that you've seen lawyers within law firms make when addressing their general counsel.
1: Yeah, so I think um, one of probably the biggest mistakes I see outside law firms making is not spending enough time getting to know um, the businesses of their clients, not spending enough time Mm -hmm. getting to know why, what makes their businesses flow, what um, can be problems in their businesses, what, um, what the business clients' approaches to their businesses are. I think that kind of sort of relationship building work is really important for a variety of reasons. Uh, Perhaps most importantly um, in terms of knowing how best to provide help and be a business partner or resource for uh, that particular client. Uh, I see a lot of firms who kind of are focused more on the traditional client has a legal question, let's provide a legal answer. And I really think that is a fairly narrow way to approach the um, relationship between a law firm, and a in-house client. And I really see it more as um, a relationship of um, two business partners seeking to help and support and grow uh, with each other.
0: That's interesting. So do you think that it's a training issue with a lot of lawyers that they're trained to provide advice rather than kind of solve challenges more holistically? Or what do you think is the root of that common uh, mistake?
1: So I think there's a number of different uh, potential causes for why that is. One certainly is from training and kind of the the focus on legal questions, get legal answers. I also think it stems from um, the both physical and um, other separation between the law firms and the businesses in terms of law firms having a number of clients, they're not closely integrated into the businesses that they represent. And as a result, they don't have as much insight as they otherwise might have into the business operations as someone who works on uh, in-house might have. And I, you know, as I mentioned at the outset, when I was talking about the, the problem of not understanding the business, I think that the way to solve that is to understand the business. So there's that. I also think another cause is frankly, just the fact that law firms, um, they need to balance Um, the demands of a number of different clients and those demands often are time consuming. And so lawyers working for firms have to balance the various time consuming needs of their clients and oftentimes that results in not spending as much time as failures might spend with a particular client. Um, I'm not saying that that happens always, but that is certainly something that um, has the potential to occur.
0: So, in terms of lawyers and learning more about the businesses with which they work uh so how could a lawyer especially a young lawyer working with a large company let's say how should that person go about uh educating him or herself on the way that this business runs
1: so you know if, uh, i would i would do the following number one um i would when you first start with a company speak with some of the key leaders of the key functions such as sales, such as uh, product development, such as IT, marketing, um, and understand kind of what they do, why they do what they do, and what some of their pain points are, um, and allow them uh, to tell you kind of more about the company, and, and truly listen to them, meaning that don't just, kind of wait until you have an opening to respond, but really just sit there and listen and take notes on what they have to say about the business, about themselves and uh, their approaches to their work. And taking that knowledge can then inform you on how best to work with these different functions and how best to go go ahead and build relationships with these individuals and um, build support internally for your function Um, From these folks, uh, because I think that the way you get that support is through relationship building and really getting to know these individuals, their functions and um, how they operate and what their pain points are.
0: Absolutely. Um, So what have kind of what have you what would you like to see more from law firms when you work with them apart from a greater understanding of your businesses. Um, You know, what makes you say when you meet a lawyer that this is a great lawyer that you would want to hire?
1: So I look at it through not the lens of necessarily just this is a great lawyer and I wanna work with them, but more of this is a firm that gets it. This is a firm that understands the roles of technology innovation within the greater world of of the legal profession and they can provide holistic services that can provide not just legal advice, but really business advice and be a business partner for my business and really provide a wealth of services, including services that traditional law firms may not have necessarily been providing through either technology-based services or through innovation-based services. And I think that would be the type of firm I would be attracted to and wanna work with because Ones, they're ones that are open to experimentation. They're open to learning about different areas. They're open to listening to your clients and letting their clients um, play a role in informing how law firms provide services to them. That would be the type of firm and the type of lawyers that I would be attracted to.
0: Got it, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so what do you think law firms need to change structurally in order to achieve that? Or is there anything that they need to change structurally?
1: Well, that's, a, that's kind of a big question. Um, I think that law firms um, should open their eyes to the um, concepts of innovation, of process improvement of technology. They should understand uh, the idea that uh, they can learn uh, new things and that they have a lot that they can learn from their clients that they represent. I also think that um, kind of more structurally speaking, uh, I think that their financial models, most often based on the billable hour model are not necessarily the most client friendly model. Um, And I think that being open to providing services on either a project or a flat fee basis uh, would perhaps generate greater interest and more business potentially from clients. Uh, I also think providing greater transparency into how they work and the ways in which they provide their services to clients would also help make that client-law firm relationship uh, a more authentic one, and one that's more uh, coherent and transparent, and open, um, and more easily understood by both parties.
0: Got it. Yeah, I think those are all uh, those are all really important points. And basically, it seems like what you're alluding to is. Uh, kind of delivering a client centric service uh, as opposed to sort of a lawyer centric service. Would you say that's kind of an accurate summary?
1: Absolutely, I think for far too long the legal industry has been focused on the lawyers and not focused on the clients. And and really what has driven me and I think what has driven some law firms and in-house departments and other lawyers has been this um, sort of change in thinking um, and more thinking about art, our service delivery industry, let's actually focus on providing good service to those that are paying us to provide those services, which is the, which are the clients, rather than focusing on how great each of us are as attorneys.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So also, you're somewhat of, I would say, an influencer in the legal tech world. You have a really big following both on Twitter and on LinkedIn. And I'd like to hear more about uh, what you see uh, the role of social media playing in the legal innovation landscape.
1: So my view of sort of social media when it comes to the legal landscape really is uh, as one set of tools to help educate and inform others about what exists out there, about common mistakes that can be made by those who um, may not be as well informed. Uh, And what I see is some of the myths and perhaps misnomers that exist in the uh, legal world as they both pertain to uh, legal technology and legal innovation. So I really see my role uh, within the social media world as one of informing and educating. Um, I'm not really seeking to try to push folks to take one specific approach or another or more about trying to simply educate and inform about what is out there and help provide um, a base of knowledge from which to make um, various decisions.
0: I'm curious to hear about who you would recommend uh, following on Twitter and on LinkedIn for, uh, you know, people who are looking to learn more about the space.
1: Oh, (laughs) there's so many. So many folks. Um, Some that I would suggest um, would be um, Ivy Gray. Uh, She's a great uh, legal tech um, guru. Um, Another one would be uh, Michelle DiStefano. She um, is a really um, high powered and very uh, passionate advocate of innovation and legal technology, specifically with regards to legal education. Uh, I also would suggest uh, Mark A. Cohen. Um, he's certainly been a, a driving force and um, in informing and influencing. I would also suggest uh, Dennis Kennedy uh, and Bob and Brogy. Um, those are some other folks. Um, I think, you know, there's just so many folks out there. Um, and probably another that I would mention um, would be with regards to process improvement specifically and sort of innovation through a process approach would be Catherine McDonough.
0: Got it, that's a nice list. So definitely recommend all of you listeners to go out and follow all of those individuals and also to see who they're interacting with to develop your uh, your own kind of personal ecosystem.
1: That's definitely not a cohesive or comprehensive list. So I just want,
0: <laughs> I just named
1: a few names that came to mind, but by no means am I suggesting that, that those people are there's only people you should be listening to, nor am I, um, so, you know, seeking to endorse anyone. I'm just providing some, some folks of who course. I think have been providing some useful information out there.
0: No, of course. And I think it's, uh, it's a starting point point. the question's intending to be a starting point. So uh, no worries. I think uh, one nice thing about Twitter is just the ways in which you can track inter- interactions between different accounts and different people. So you can find one person and, you know, end up in a rabbit hole of in a positive rabbit hole of, you know, 10 different people's insights.
1: Oh, uh, absolutely. It happens yeah. to me all the time. You end up in a rabbit hole, not just of people, but of concepts of materials. It's really actually quite amazing what you can find out there and, and how much you can be um, informed and how much time you can spend. Um, in some ways, is a little bit um, addictive, but I would say in, in, in a good way in the sense that. Yeah, you're, you know, you find yourself wanting to learn one thing and then you end up learning another thing and another thing and just keeps going.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think there, there's definitely a lot to learn from the insights of other people. And yeah, it's definitely a whole whole world of knowledge out there. So, so I'd love to hear some advice that you would give to law students and young lawyers to succeed in today's rapidly changing environment.
1: So I would suggest to young lawyers that they should be seeking to uh, A, take a lot of practical skills-based courses um, within um, their law schools. I would also suggest that they um, seek to learn about what technology exists out there that can help them uh, with various parts of their jobs, whether it's document automation, or litigation prediction or contract reviewing. I also would advise law students to not be, and young lawyers, to not be afraid to reach out and connect with other people and really seek to develop relationships with other people who they can learn from. I think that they'll find that the community that exists out there is more than willing to help provide advice, guidance, information, I being one of those people. Uh, and it thrills me when I'm given the opportunity um, to be able to provide uh, that kind of assistance to uh, budding law- lawyers who are seeking to um, really make a mark on the profession and uh, be the type of lawyer that the profession needs more than, now more than ever.
0: I think that's great. And especially that's something I do want to call out about the legal industry that um, there's definitely a really strong feeling of camaraderie and mentorship from what I've seen. And willingness to mentor others. Uh, I've worked in a few different industries. And this one, uh, I've just found people to be super, super helpful and willing to engage and not just willing, but like wanting to engage uh, on a deeper level. So it's uh, kind of a beautiful thing to watch.
1: Yeah, it's a really it's a it's a terrific thing. And I think it's, um, you know, I think the more people that can be a part of it, the better off I think we all will be uh, and the stronger as a community we will be as well.
0: My last question and uh, my question for all of the guests on this podcast uh, is, uh, you know, it goes back to the name of the podcast and that's your vision for the law firms of the future.
1: So that's a very big question Um, and more than probably I can adequately answer. on a a podcast episode, but what I would say um, is that I would really foresee a a law firm that provides holistic business services to clients, meaning that they don't just provide legal advice per se to legal questions that are asked, but really seek to provide a holistic range of services from transaction management to litigation prediction to um, data analytics to E-discovery to really kind of you know business formation, um, all of those services kind of on the under the same umbrella. And also, uh, in addition to those things, a firm that really is focused on building relationships, close working relationships with their clients, and seeking to really be a long-term business partner for those for those clients, rather than seeking simply to be a resource of legal information. So that would be some, you know, how, it, how I would envision um, a law firm of the future and its essence.
0: Got it. Uh, I think that sounds great. And I'm looking forward to seeing that evolve in the coming years.
1: I, I hope it does. Uh, but I, <laughs> uh, I along with others, are, are trying our best to help make that a reality.
0: Great. So thank you again for uh, joining me today. And again, if you missed this at the beginning, you can follow Colin on LinkedIn, on Twitter at clevy underscore law, or check out his website at colinslevy.com.
1: Thanks very much.